Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Just popping into your ears before this episode starts to... Put a little disclaimer in. We discuss the film Promising Young Woman and it has some very heavy themes of suicide and rape within this episode. So if this brings anything up for you at all, please contact Lifeline um, or the equivalent in your country. And if you aren't into the, listening to something heavy, what should they do, James? Uh, just listen to something else. Find a different thing. Listen to The Sound of a Rainbow. All nature sounds, which yeah. is your favourite thing to do. Or the best of all episode mm, again right. that just that played recently. So we'll, we'll we'll do a lighter one next week. We'll, we promise. But, Correct, uh, exactly. Th- th- there's some jokes in here. Don't don't you worry about it. I, I think I think like it's good to have the warning 100. percent But I don't think it's as grim as as what I think, as it, you is. think it is. I think yeah. it's like I think it's an important grim. conversation to to have. It absolutely is. Yeah. I would totally agree. Well, so with watch that. it if you haven't seen it. We say that in the episode, but watch it if you haven't seen it. Yes, we, before we talk about it, yeah. I would totally, totally do that. Okay. All right. On with the show. On with the show. Bing bong, bing oh, bong, bing bong, bing bong. Have you missed our bing bongs? And when I say ah, I mean my I have bongs. missed them, yeah, because you do not do them <laughs> off air. You refuse. It's I not refuse. a joke. You never, you literally <laughs> never do it. This is the only time. True. I sing other times though and things. Anyway. Leave a like, subscribe. <laughs> what? Why are you yelling? Don't tell people oh, what yeah. to do. I'm just used to it. It's just, just YouTube. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. This is more low-key. This is more serious. This is like a fine wine oh, as opposed right. to my other podcast. Here he goes. Anyway, let me videos. do my actual oh, job, sorry. which is saying hello, listeners, and welcome to the 2021 edition of Successful Podcast where we recommend you things. I am Claire. James is here also. We are married and everything is fine. No, Claire. Everything is bad still no. very much. Yeah. Did you notice how on the internet – and I felt in a lot of places people are like, glad to see the back of that 2020 year. Here's yeah, to 2021. Arbitrary date. <laughs> and not to say that there hasn't been like massive shifts in a number of things. In no, including to be fair. world leaders and we haven't had bushfires, which has been fucking amazing. It's been really rainy actually, <laughs> yeah, it's been, weirdly. It's been kind of nice. I know uh, people, I got my hair cut today and the hairdresser who was English was, uh, he's a great guy, but he was like, ah, this summer sucks. And I'm like, I don't mind it. <laughs> Well, it's better than ash better than raining from the sky. Degrees, yeah. <laughs> the sky is green. Who knows? You never knew what and you're like, oh, the sky's green. Weird. Must be wishfires probably. Mm. That's the most I've heard you ever talk about the sky. I don't like looking at the sky. You always think it's bloody overrated. That's no good. I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> joke never gets old. I'm anyway, we gotta we gotta we gotta uh, we gotta recommend some things, which is what All we right. do. All right, just before we do, James, I have a question. Questions. Are you refreshed from our wait our, our break? Yeah, I am a little bit. I'm even more refreshed because our son has started school, so we've got some <laughs> of our days back. And don't get me wrong, like freedom. I love hanging out. Like freedom. we we had today together, and we you know we went and did some, we got haircuts, and we uh. We got the new the book from the Treehouse Bar series, which yeah. we probably recommend it at some point. We here. did already recommend oh, did we? it. Oh, yeah, cool. okay. with Andy Griffiths. 
yeah, yeah, and Terry, Terry Denton. Denton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're, we're gearing up for the new Mario game next week, so we're very excited <laughs> to go and get that. He's got a Mario calendar yeah. and he knows. He doesn't even really know what month it is, but he knows what date the Mario we're, game we're comes out. we marked it on, yeah, we marked <laughs> it on, 12th of Feb. My favourite moment of him starting school, and I promise we will get to our recommendations in one little second. Yeah. Was when I said he will not say anything about school. Other kids wearing their uniforms already, so bloody excited. He's it's got a, close, a mate who's like jumping out of his skin to go book, there. Mate, yeah, 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 I wonder where he gets that from. <laughs> bloody anyway. And I've been asking everyone gives him big school energy. Are you excited about school? And yeah. he just gives them a look and pretends he hasn't heard them. Yeah. So I, I thought I'll take a different tact at dinner. I'll ask him a different way. I said, mate. Do you have any questions about school? Thinking, surely the kid will have some questions. Absolutely. Surely. And he said, no, but I have questions about the new Mario game. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his own mind. I'm okay with that. He is Sonny James's son. I love it. Enough of that chit-chat-chatter. It was a trap anyway. I'm not going to tell him that for a while. Oh, but, uh, yeah, It's true. So have you started... <laughs> No, primary school I, I actually have a different uh, different opinion on. A good yeah. primary school. A good any school is terrific, but um, primary school, if you do it properly and it's all play-based and, and all Everything, that can be really which I terrific. think he's going to a real good one. I agree. Um, I did love, however, how much he also is your son when he the second day he rocked around, he didn't like his school uniform because mm. the shorts are too big because they're always too big on the first, yeah. like, little kids. And he just looked at me and he's like, Mum, what would happen if I didn't wear my uniform? <laughs> Like in this really deadpan look, like a real adult curiosity. I was like, mate, you wouldn't be allowed in. They'd be sending you to the prison's office and straight home. And he's like, I love Damn that it. question though, because it's like, yeah, it's an arbitrary thing. Uniforms yeah, do stuff. He's so. already figured it out. I told him, I'm like, look, it's just easier. You put it on and then you'd have to think about it. But he's still like, hmm, I don't know about this. And I'm like, no, you're right. It's not good. I'm not going to lie to you. It's bad. Yeah, all the other kids are just like eating ice cream in their school uniform. And our son had to go home, yeah, take like, it no, off, and come back. He's not one for the rules, mate. He lives outside them. I love it. But you his do dad's have been to... suddenly telling him school is a trap forever. I haven't been telling him nothing. I'm exciting it up for him. And he's, mm. it's, it's good. It, school can be really great. Anyway, we've got to recommend some stuff. We do. We've done enough banter up top, Claire. Yeah, all right. So would you like to go first, gentlemen? I think we're talking first? about the same thing, aren't we? So we can probably uh, do this together. Your butt. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm talking about my butt all day. It's <laughs> a pretty good one. All right. right. Okay, so I've been researching your butt. I could do with a shave. It just takes <laughs> yeah, it does look slightly like you're wearing a hairy pair of pants. <laughs> but that's all right. We are talking about the same show, actually. Well, uh, film, if that's the one yeah. you're referring to. The wonderful Kerry Mulligan stars in this brilliant film called Promising Young Woman yeah. that you saw first. I did. I, I directed by Emerald uh, Fennell. Yes. He's an English uh, actor, director, writer. Screenwriter, producer, yeah. showrunner. My God. She's Do 35 you... as well, which is your age. She's done oh way more than you. Oh, my God. It's so depressing. She's only, she's born like like a month after me or something. Oh, she's I younger? Just... Oh, my God. Yes. I actually would have filmed this and like. And guess all the things that she's done, this woman. So she re wrote, produced and directed this particular yeah. film, which is everyone's raving about. It's a brilliant if this came dark out comedy last thriller. last year, it would have been my favourite movie of last year. Whoa. Yeah. Be cold. Currently yeah. from the two movies I've seen this year, it's definitely my favourite. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's brilliant. It's mm. I mean, it's very disturbing, but it's brilliant. Yeah. So Emerald appeared in this amount of things. Albert Nobbs, 
Anna Karenina, the Danish girl, Vida and Virginia. But her biggest roles were in Call the Midwife, which your mum and my mum bloody love. Oh, my God. And in the They should start a podcast. They can call it Mother-in-Law's Call the Midwife. (laughs) Mother-in-Law's Review the Midwife. All the shows on the ABC. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Anyway, she stars as Camilla Parker-Bowles or Camilla Shand in The Crown. I didn't know that. Yes. She's bloody amazing. Mm. Then she was the showrunner on Killing Eve, which is like another amazing BBC American thriller series written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I I still haven't watched Killing Eve because I heard it does go off the rails and – it does in like, the, I think there's the third season. It's, yeah, not yeah. so good. It's Phoebe Wallabridge actually leaves the writing yes. team and that's, I reckon, when it goes downhill. Um, but, yeah, she earned two Primetime Emmy Award nominations for um, her show running in that particular series. Terrific and fantastic. So just like a bloody genius, this woman. Mm. And she's written books, all kinds of things. Anyway, this, I feel, is her best thing yet. Uh, I've seen some of those things and I would definitely agree. So do you want to say the premise of Promising Young Woman? Correct. I can we do no spoilers and I want to do some spoilers because some of the stuff I do want to talk about is in spoilers. All right, okay. So, so this is- I would say if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know anything, which I would say probably not, If you, I would, I, I'd seen the trailer and that's it. And even then it was very surprising. So I would say if, you, if you've heard a little bit about it and you've heard it's really good, or you've heard it from us, I would say skip ahead. Collings will put in a time code, I think. Thank you, Collings. Correct. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, it's super worth it. So Margot Robbie, I forgot to mention as well, serves as a producer through her Lucky Chap Entertainment Production yes. Company as well. So it's just like. And there's been some some controversy there, not because of Margot Robbie. Oh, my goodness. We'll, we'll talk I about know. that as well. Yeah. Um, ridiculous. Anyway, so the film stars Carrie Michael again and she plays a woman who is seeking revenge um, for her best friend who was a victim of rape in college. Mm. Uh, so basically uh, she is pretending to be blackout drunk in bars. This is also sort of unre- not unrelated, but it's not a direct revenge. It's more like a general thing that she does yeah, to correct. Kind of, as, a, as, a, as an yeah, outlet, I guess. Yeah, yeah. correct, exactly. Anyway, um, sorry. And so I won't explain exactly what happened to her friend, but it's clear from the outset something happened to her and yeah. she um, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And so um, Carrie Mulligan's character then proceeds to pretend that she's really drunk Guys kind of sort of come over to take it, well, in a way to like pick her up or see if she's okay. She repeatedly says, I'm feeling really drunk, I'm not feeling very well. They eventually take her back to their their house and they're about to kind of take advantage of her and then she wakes up and is just stone cold sober. And then they kind of have this reckoning moment each time where she really gives them a serve of her mind and makes them really think about whether they actually are the good guy. And that's what I love about this. So often there are moments where it's quite blurry whether, like, initially you think that the, the blokes might actually be all right mm. or, and, and you can see how men kind of can get themselves in those particular situations. And a lot of that is also to do with casting because one of the, the people, that, one of the first one that she brings back is Adam Brody from the OC and he's like a cool, fun guy and he's a nice guy and he's quirky and whatever. And he, even at the start yeah. he's like talking to his friends about a work colleague who's complaining about how they're always having boys only golfing trips and business deals are being made there and he's like no no but guys we really should include her and he's being like you know very woke and I think that's the point in this that the casting is so clever it's surprising at every turn who Mm -hmm. they choose and I think for a very good reason. Everybody who cast is like is almost against type I would say Mm. like every single person that you're like oh I like that oh no. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not everybody, but there's a lot no. of them that, yeah. Yeah, I mm. think it's really interesting. Bo Burnham in yeah. this plays her love interest, which isn't a spoiler because it's kind of quite happens quite early yeah. in the show. And I won't go into exactly what happens with his storyline, but it's really interesting because he's quite nerdy and quite funny. It's such a witty, clever script. Yeah. And Carrie Mulligan's character um, is so dry and deadpan yeah. in the way that she delivers her lines. And because she's so beautiful as well, it's this kind of juxtaposition yeah. too, I think, of being able to cleverly, I don't know, kind of disguise well, what I think, and this is this is the way I I, I read the like because she dresses up like, you know, like she like she's clubbing with like the eyeliner, like smeared eyeliner, yeah. and like the short skirts and whatever. There's like a trap essentially to yeah. like so guys think that like oh this is an easy target or whatever. This is just some some drunk bird who cares whatever. But also like because you find out kind of later on that she wasn't always considered beautiful. Like people didn't really look at her the way that like they looked at her friend, for example. Mm. And you see that she's kind of changed into this person, how she just presents herself every day as as a weapon. She's, like, weaponized the way that she looks mm. to, like, effectively, like, target individuals so that she can do this. Like, either so, so she can't be recognized or so that, you know, she can – she's seemingly being preyed upon but she's, in fact, the one who's, yeah. who's doing the hunting. Yeah. And yeah. um, what I thought was really interesting, I listened to her being interviewed by Dax Shepard who hadn't actually seen the movie, which I, I will – Good job, I Dak ranted Shepard. about that with you recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know. Because you were looking forward to it. You're like, yeah. yeah it's going to be a great this. chat. Yeah. And look, the actual interview on his podcast, Armchair Expert, is really great. And it goes into Kerry Mulligan's backstory and what she's done and all, and her career is so diverse. I mean, she did yeah. Drive. Do you remember? She did do Drive. Yeah. I love Drive, yeah. She's amazing in that. And she talks about how she's amazing. Do- she's in the best episode of Doctor Who. She she talks Weeping about Angels, yeah. that exact episode and how that was kind of her big break, oh, really. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, she also did The Great Gatsby too. Oh, the DiCaprio one? The yeah, the DiCaprio one. one. I've never seen that. Yeah, no. it's look, I liked it, but I like that kind of period yeah, yeah. sort of stuff. But, yeah, she talks a lot about Drive and how it was. she was at the time, it was kind of her dream role. She was living in a hotel which she thought was like really kind of romantic in Hollywood yeah. and she was going on set every day to talk to. Who's the guy that's in that? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, dear God, I like every woman's dream. And and she talked a little bit about like the scene where they kiss in the um, elevator. Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, I was single at the time and it was literally the most amazing thing in my whole life, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was a really, like, really interesting. Anyway, but, yeah, he hadn't actually seen the film. But what she does say about her role in Promising Young Woman is how frustrating it is that it's actually just – it could just be framed as a classic revenge movie, mm. but because it's from a woman's perspective, dealing with actually a very, very common occurrence for women, mm. which she said is also kind of depressing. It's not like the stuff that happens in this show is unusual. No. Like it happens all the time. But because it's from a woman's perspective, it's seen as unusual and also then she's expected to kind of be an expert on this particular area of, you know, sort of sexual relationships I guess yeah. and consent and those blurry lines and and sexual abuse and all of those sorts of things. So I thought it was just a really interesting discussion. And also I think a good point to make if you're an actor playing a role, people can assign an expertise to you that mm. you don't actually have. Yeah. In that or and she said she's never experienced anything like that, but she did get asked, you know, have is this something were you drawing on personal experience? And she's like, no. Yeah. Um, luckily enough, this hasn't happened to me. But 
she knows people that it's happened to. Absolutely, and, I know As all women to, yeah. do. Yeah, you know, it's a really common occurrence. What did you think of Alison Brace's character? Yeah, really, yeah, so really interesting. Again, kind of against type because she's kind of like the girl next door, kind of whatever. And yeah. she, like, is that also in this, but there is this, like. Underlying theme. Yeah, which yeah. kind of. I, again, I feel like you should watch this before we kind of like, even though we're only touching on like surface level kind of stuff, mm. you probably should watch it if, even if you, if, if you haven't decided <laughs> at this point. But, yeah, re- like like everybody, really well cast because she's from like community and, you know, she does like fun bubbly characters. Not, that's not all she does, obviously. She's done a mm. number of. She's in the rental recently she's in the that rental, we watched yeah, which I, That's well. on my list of things I'm going to talk about here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Alison Bree's character is, uh, is a friend sort of in the friendship circle around Carrie Mulligan's character Cassie and her friend Nina who is the victim of rape and subsequently suicided. And so it's kind of interesting to watch that storyline play out um, and it kind of feels like a familiar thing where something – can happen within a group of friends. I know that it's happened to friends of mine mm. um, within their friendship group where something's happened between two people and maybe it's a bit blurry and you're not really sure exactly whose side to go on. It can be someone that you actually care about, particularly if it's the bloke. And then how do you stay friends with them? Do you not? And it happened a long time. You know, all those kinds of things. I thought that was a really interesting discussion to yeah. bring up. And I think everyone. And all like, we were kids. Yeah, we were kids whatever. and everyone We were all partying. Yeah, and we were all super around. drunk. And then, and yeah. I think it does bring up, and I talk about Chanel Miller quite a bit who wrote that book, Say My Name. Yeah. But she was blackout drunk when she was sexually yes. assaulted. And um, that's that same storyline that kind of comes up again. Connie Britton plays and a university administrator and it, and plays that role really well because she brings up that whole kind of tired idea that, oh, well, she was just super drunk and she shouldn't have been in that yeah. situation, you know. And you hate to ruin somebody's life. Yeah, young man's blah, blah, life, blah, blah. actually. Yeah. Oh, exactly, Which yeah. is what Chanel Miller heard a lot, oh, but you don't, you don't want to ruin a young man's life over one incident, yeah. you know. <laughs> that kind of horrible idea really that's embedded in our culture and particularly in, in university culture, especially in America, they have a huge problem. I mean, Connie Britton's character says that they have two of these allegations a week and that's quite standard, I think, for a yeah. lot of American colleges. So mm. it's a huge problem when you have so many young people um, on campus and there's an underlying kind of culture with with men and with young men, I think, in these kind of yeah, situations. Yeah, I think, and I think a lot of it is, and and we because we talked about this um I don't know if we watched this like two weeks ago, but we've been talking yeah, about it a lot. We have have yeah. a lot of the films and like media that we grew up with kind of lent towards this like the the girl who's like blackout drunk or whatever, and the walk of shame, and like you know you American pies when they're basically just they're all they're all horrible criminals who should be in yeah. Jail. Well, they're just looking for the super drunk girl to yeah. lose their virginity to. Basically, yeah. that's like that's a try. I think even that, that's in this is forty. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's and it, in and it, a lot of and films. It, and it becomes like, I don't know, It beca- yeah, it's kind of like a narrative that everybody kind of goes along with, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just kind of accept that this is kind of the way that it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I, and I think as well in all of those films the women, because it's only written by men when you look at it really, yeah. the script is written by men from a male gaze. And so the so women aren't seen as fully fleshed characters as someone's daughter or best friend mm. who has just drunk too much and and needs to be taken home and put to bed or looked after by a family yeah. um, and is just unwell, um, which has happened to all of us at different times, yeah, including blokes, yeah, oh yeah. Um, everybody. 
they're sort of seen as like a caricature, like someone to be made fun of and take adva- taken advantage mm. of. And I think this this film does an excellent job of making people re-examine um, yes. their choices in the, life. There's like a moment where I, I heard a bit specifically talking about the Adam Brody character and he's only in it like five minutes, maybe if that yeah. at the start. But like he thinks he's in a romantic comedy, like helping this girl home or whatever, but he's like the only one in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, that's um, so true. Yeah, I thought that was um, just – it's just a very – it's also really funny. Like it's like crazy funny. Yeah. Like it's so witty and so funny and so dry and it's like it's dark, like it's grim. Uh, but it's also I – yeah, it's funny. It's just really, really – it's just really well written and, and well performed. And I also think there's interesting like choices like her mother is played by uh, – what is her name? Jennifer yeah, Coolidge who's like – Stifler's mom from American Pie. And she's like a sexy milf and whatever. And in this, she's just like, I miss the mom and I just want the best for my daughter. Like, it's just like, again, it's that like taking somebody who's known for a certain thing and then like, and then like twisting on it. And I think it's really interesting. Do you want to talk about spoilers though? Because there's like a big, a couple of big spoiler yeah, moments. They're totally I know this has just become the Promising Young Woman episode, but I think that's okay, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Just before you do that, I did just want to say, I have loved so much the soundtrack to this yeah, as well. Right, yeah. I think the musical choices all the way through are really clever mm. and and really spot on and add so much, I think, to the overall show. There's a particular – it's kind of ridiculous. There's a song called Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton <laughs> that oh, I really? haven't heard in a really long time. But that's the song that's played over. There's like a montage, a kind of like romantic comedy montage that happens in the middle of the, of the show yeah, right. with Bo Burnham yeah, right. and Carrie Mulligan. And it's just the perfect song for that moment. <laughs> it just fits so well. And I never Is that from really... like 2004 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's just a lot of great songs in this that really yeah. fit. Even when um, at the very beginning when she's walking and doing the, in inverted commas, walk of shame yeah. and she's eating a hot dog mm. and there's sort of juice like the um, sauce dripping onto her white blouse and it's kind of this incredibly strong moment and it starts playing It's Raining Men. Mm. And I kind of – there's just something really – there's like a good use really of the, uh, the Britney that. Spears song "Toxic," but it's like a it's like a variation on it, which yeah, is yeah, which is um, really excellent, which too. is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's some just some really um, yeah, really clever choices there that yeah. add to the film too. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sorry to interrupt everybody. It's just James. Claire has uh, she's not here for the for the ad read. But I feel like, as a professional podcaster and a great person, I can do this by myself. Okay, so we know how a, a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? We all know that. But I didn't know this until recently. Well, actually, that's not true. This is what the ad read said. I did know this, but maybe you don't know it, but it can take your TV watching game to the next level because you can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. 
For example, if you're missing The Office, for example, the, the American Office, because it has, of course, been removed off Netflix in a number of countries. But if you switch it to Australia and refresh Netflix, bam, you're watching The Office on Netflix again. It's back. You see, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. And you can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Do you love anime? I love anime. I don't know if you know this, but I'm the man who knows literally everything about anime. Send me anime questions. Not right now. We're doing it. We're doing an ad, me and you. Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. Actually, it's great on YouTube. There's so many things that you think you, that you can't get on, on YouTube. I know in Australia, like, you can't watch a lot of SNL on YouTube. So you've got to switch it, switch it on the, the, the US thing, and then you can, you, can watch, you can watch it. You know, if you want to watch that one good SNL skit every six months. Okay, there are hundreds of VPNs out there, though. But the reason that we use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are. Now, if you want, you can visit our special link at expressvpn.com suggestible, and from that, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash suggestible. That is, that's the podcast that I'm currently doing. Again, I know what I'm doing. I'm a great person. Oh, with the show. So there was also, so do you want to talk about the... The spoiler? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, go for so it. So again, if you still haven't watched it, this is like a big moment and you should definitely, you shouldn't be listening to this anyway. But so she finds, she, there's a video of her friend that's, unearthed through Alison Bree is like, yeah, it was sent around and we didn't really yeah, think cause, anything cause of it. Because basically what happened to her friend was that she was raped, um, based, she was unconscious yeah. and raped in front of every, like, like a, a whole big yeah. group of fraternity of boys yeah. and it was filmed yes. by this one man. Um, and then played, played by Max Greenfield from yeah. um, New Girl. So you're like, again, it's like, this fucking guy, like he's, he's I'm not that I've seen much of New Girl, but he's like a weird neurotic kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very strange. And yeah, but that's kind of the choice too because it makes you really think you're kind of expecting yeah. some bonehead jock kind of guy yeah. and it's he's not that at all. I mean he is, but like oh, but but is, not but in the way not, that you'd expect. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he clearly thinks he's the good guy, you know, as well, yeah. which is. Just helping out his mates and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And. So it's film. It's filmed. Yeah. Um. And then, obviously, that then gets sent around, and you find out later in the film that there's actually footage of it. So the whole point of the revenge story really is for Cassie's character to avenge her her friend Nina's death. Yeah. Who's again? And the guy who you finally you see the guy who it is, and it's Chris uh, Lowell, and he's from um. If you see, he's from Glow. He's like the the young. 80s promoter guy with the hair and the rolled up sleeves. And he's really nice and affable in that as well. Yeah. And so, yeah. again, when she goes into this room where she's, like, posing as a stripper to, like, get revenge, you look around and it's, like, him and it's, like, this fucking guy? Like, and it's kind of really disarming because, like, he's, like, oh, I don't want to do anything because, you know, I love my fiancé and I'm not really into strippers or whatever. And I think it's interesting because you can be two things, you know what I mean? He's clearly, like, that guy. Some of the time, maybe maybe ninety eight percent of the time, he's that guy. 
you yeah. know what I mean? But this this horrible thing that he did and got away with, yeah. she's kind of like, I cannot let that slide, you know, which is, you know, you, you completely understand. It's interesting also because she's getting revenge but she's not, she's not kill, like she, it's almost framed like a serial killer but she doesn't kill anybody. She doesn't permanently injure anybody. I mean she does some incredible psychological damage to people. But it's mostly just like just messing with people's idea ideas of how of how they perceive themselves and and, and the world. Yeah, yeah. Mm, Any, anyway, when she's, do you want to say what happens? No, no, you go. I was gonna, when she's uh, so she you know she takes him upstairs for, for a private show or whatever, and she's about to start like carving her friend's name into him after she explains who she is and what happened to her and how her, and that's where you get the reveal of how her friend became like a shell of herself after this and she never fully recovered until she took her life. And then when he when she goes to to like carve her name into him, so like you can't kind of take this off. He you know he he breaks his hand free from the cuffs and he smothers her to death. And then there's like twenty minutes left of the movie where she's, she's and not she's in it. She's been the complete main character. You've just followed the entire yeah. entire story through her eyes, through her lens, yeah. the whole time, and it completely shifts on itself. I thought in that moment too what was so clever was that the camera stayed right on his face. Yeah. And from that moment you don't see her face again. No, you don't. Um, and it just shows and it stays there like a long, a long uncomfortable it's time. It's a long smothering like it's, which is like a smothering is. It's not like ten seconds. It's like you got to. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, very disturbing to watch. Yeah. Um, but I also think it was a really pointed um, statement that, like, you know, the statistics about women dying at the hands of men mm. in Australia and globally is yeah. terrifying. And often and it's it, an ex-partner or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, correct. Or exactly. a partner, or I a should partner. say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's staggering and depressing. Mm. And I think this – and often the narrative is she shouldn't have walked there. She should have told someone. Shouldn't have dressed She like shouldn't that. have stayed with him, yeah. you know, and, and it's on the woman to like not dress so provocatively or yeah. not get so drunk or – or know all, better or choose better. You know? like yeah, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Correct, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so whereas the narrative, and I think it's shifting, it's not about women having to change their behaviour. It's about looking at men mm. and them thinking through and us giving like men support. And I guess it particularly, it's, I mean, in Australia we're running a campaign where it starts with young men, yeah. very young Um about why we're ending up with men acting out in these kind of violent ways. Mm. And so it squarely puts the blame and the emphasis on him yes. and what he's done. And then you start thinking, well, why is it he thinks he's entitled to do this? Mm. And then what kind of person would do this? And it really, yeah, then it squarely becomes about about him, which I think often usually in a murder mystery or, or something like this where a young woman's, Killed, you see her body laid out on a slab, and it's usually about her. Like and it's centered on standing around and going, hmm, you can see there's yeah. vibrations and around the whatever. Yeah, it's very in a way, and the, and it's always sort of, you know, the the narrative doesn't really land much on the killer. It's always about you know the victim, yeah, in a way, and the choices that led her to that situation. And whereas this, I think, and obviously there are serial killer shows where they look at the guy, but you know, of course, yeah, there are exceptions yeah, to everything. Exceptions yeah. to everything, but this was so. I just thought that camera staying there was such a 
a statement mm. and I've and it made me cry. I finished, I finished this movie and really made me cry. So if you're having a hard time at the moment, this is not the film for you. Definitely I'm really not. sorry. No, it's very full on. Mm. Um, but, but what I think is also interesting. But very funny. It's very so funny. funny. It's a funny movie. And like she does, again, this is spoilers. If you're still here, what are you doing? But uh, she, set, she set a plan in motion where in the event of her death, the tape is revealed her murderer will be caught, like he's arrested on his wedding day or whatever, and he's his buddy who helps him like dispose of the body, who's the guy from New Girl, they have this kind of it's almost a tender moment where the, he hugs him and he's like, it's not your fault, don't worry, I'm going to take care of this, you didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking? Because like, yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's a scenario also where like if they had have just gone to the police and gone, a woman broke in and she drugged 20 of us and we're all asleep and took one of us upstairs and cuffed us and was going to carve her, a name into me. They would have got away with it. Do you know what I mean? Because they're so like entitled and stupid that they just go, yeah, we could burn this body in the woods and get rid of the car and this is going to like play out okay. Do you know what I mean? Because they had yeah. gotten away with things like mm. to that point. Mm. You know what I mean? I sort of read it that Emerald was making a point about the entitlement of men, That's, of yeah. particularly white men, I think, um, and the fact that the 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 allowing of the abuse that happens within university campuses and in other parts of society, mm. and say, for instance, Connie Britton's character saying, "Oh, but we can't let this one incident ruin this young man's yeah. career or this yeah. young man's life," right? And so it's kind of saying there was points there where someone can step in and tweet, teach that young man about what he's done and there mm. should have been consequences for his actions and there wasn't. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that then that means everyone ends up as a murderer, but it is kind of saying why is it that we don't have consequences yeah. in those situations and ability and this is what can happen. This is what it can yes. lead to if as a culture and a society we don't highlight this problem when it's just, you know, some mates you know, catcalling and making fun of a woman or that when she's drunk at a bar and, you know, or at targeting her in that moment, which is also not great at yeah. all, but where does that lead us and what is that saying about women in society, women's worth, respect for women's bodies, their autonomy, their um, ability to consent as well? Mm. And I think that's the other point this film makes. Where is the line for consent? And I think it's just so important in every situation you're in to always just ask. Just it's so in, much mate. easier just to ask and just yeah. check in and not assume because like Adam Brody's character, he was in his own rom-com. He just assumed that she was fine with all of this yeah. and she was telling him she wasn't. Yeah. But because her body language wasn't, you know, like super defensive, he was kind of just, I don't know, caught up in his own fantasy and thought it was fine. Yeah. And and that's obviously, I think, something that we really need to talk about. Anyway, we've mm. talked for ages about that's this. Right. There's one more thing I want to say All as right. well. The way I interpreted also her death was that like initially it was like this is like a suicide, you know what I mean? Like she didn't really, this is a whole purpose just to get revenge. Yeah, because she set up a whole lot of automated was, yeah. emails. Yeah, so exactly. Like so this would all kind of unfold. And then I, I, I was I was reading some interviews with the director and she was saying that, no, it wasn't that. That's not how it was intended. It was intended as in a situation like that, even with the upper hand, even when, you know, she had perceived control of the situation, at the end of the day, like an average strength man 
could kill a, a, a regularly strengthened woman. Really, I know that that's a gen, that's a generalization. No, no, I understand. I know that, but that's really that's what that's kind of the point of that scene was that like she was ready and he killed her with like one arm and she had a knife. Know? Yeah, and she had a knife. Yeah, so I just thought that was like yeah, that's a. That's a better, yeah. <laughs> a better point. I, I think I, I read it not as a suicide. I thought that she set all of that stuff up as a backstop, yeah. you know, like just in case something happened to her. Yeah, absolutely. I think, know, yeah. Not thinking that it would. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's because that wasn't even, because that was my initial thought. Then I'm like, no, because she wouldn't have, because like surely like she'd be clever enough to like to know that this, you know, th- to set it up like that. But it's like, no, she didn't want to die. And you see that when it's because I watched it again. We watched it the second time. They're like, yeah, you see, she doesn't want to die in that moment. Like, no. Yeah. And, and also, I think through the film, there's a lot of markers to show that she's really struggling yeah. with um, her anger mm. at the world in what happened to her friend and, and the grief and the loss of her friend. And then how she was kind of this promising young woman in inverted commas yeah. and she kind of fell out of life because of what had happened. And it kind of opened her eyes to this world that she just sees everywhere she goes. Yeah. And there are moments in the film where she stops doing what she was doing with men getting drunk and, you know, doing that whole revenge stuff and you kind of see her starting to recover herself. Yeah. Um, and then something else happens and she ends up taking the ultimate revenge. Yeah. And so I think I read it that she wasn't planning to die. That was a backup plan. Yeah. Um, but she was she didn't even necessarily want to be there. She wanted to be whole and be okay. Mm. And that's the struggle, I think, yeah. with women that often when we talk about this stuff we can sound angry or upset or, you know, here they go again, you know, bloody, bloody, blah, women's rights, women's issues, money, money. And get sexually you assaulted know? too, which is, which is obviously Absolutely true. They yeah, that's not Absolutely what we're saying, they yeah. do. Absolutely they do. But this is just the thing, do. this is what this movie is about. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And not in the same numbers no. as women. And often it's also yeah. other men as well. Um, Correct. And look, not all, again, generalisation, I don't have the numbers Correct. in front of me. Exactly. And uh, things go unreported, et cetera. Sorry, yeah, yeah, on, yeah, exactly. But I do think that. I think that's the issue. When you're trying to push for social change, you are always going to seem the angry, crazy one. Mm. And the people that are happy with the status quo are always going to seem calm and sort of like, well, now, now, yeah. now, let's not get carried away. Don't you think it's time for away. mediation? And, you know, let's yeah. not get carried away, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that that's the struggle when you're seeing this stuff every day with women to just continue to live your life and accept the way people are being treated mm. and not just constantly be pointing it out. Because the other part of this is that the the young men in the film are doctors and, you know, very well-respected yeah. professionals. And they're doing good work, presumably. Exactly, yeah. and they're doing, you know, all of those things. And so it's really complex. And, like, and I have people in, like, my social circles who have done very questionable things. You know, we've talked about this as well. Yeah. And it's like how do you... It's a, it's kind of a struggle to like how do you reconcile with <laughs> with that person? You know what I'm? Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you yeah. mean. That's what I was referring to with Alison Brie's character yeah. before. Mm. Um, and I think that's the complex thing that Karen Mulligan um, touches on in her interview with Jack Shepard that you can love someone and they can be a good friend of yours, but also they can make choices, particularly you know when they're younger and have yeah. booze involved, all of that stuff. 
that make you really question their integrity or and also you yourself because you're like, what am I? Yeah, and, and do, in relation my, to this, and should I, should be I say in? something? And yeah, yeah, exactly. It really does make you question your role and everything. Yeah, I hate it. I don't <laughs> like questioning myself, Claire. I like, I like and, being sure. And it, look, it is to be said as well that no one is perfect, and people not, can yeah. be. And the other part of that is, you know, no one should be written off. Because of no. behaviour, past behaviour necessarily. Depending, yeah. Depending yeah. on what that behaviour yeah, is. Yeah. You know, and but I do think that a film like this really does, I think it's a really important film to watch. I agree. Yeah. All right. Can we, we move I right I think on? we have to end it here, Claire. Oh, my God. That was just a huge No, I thought that episode. would go this way. I knew. I didn't know. But I think it's good. I think that's – I, I don't want to do like five minutes on Promising Young Woman. <laughs> I think there's so much – because we've also – we've talked about it so much. Well, we could keep talking about yeah. this. I, I hope that conversation was – I don't know if that was interesting. I can't – I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. And it's such a minefield, this topic. Yeah. And if everyone's, people who are living through lockdown are probably after something light and fun and we've really mm. started the year with a deep dive. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I loved it. I thought it was amazing um, and awful and really funny and all the things. Yeah. So I was really waiting for you to watch it after. I'm like, man, you should watch this. But I'm also like, it's really grim. Also, like, I'm like, it's really good. I really want to talk to you well, about this. Initially, I didn't want to watch it because I thought it was a serial killer yeah, movie. Because that's how it's sometimes framed. Yeah. Yeah, not all the time, but sometimes. Mm. I just adored it yeah. as all, and also was awful. And I cried <laughs> a lot at the end. Yeah. I really cried a lot. Yeah. And it was, I, sorry, we, we will stop talking about this, but I was so like, like depressed that she doesn't make it through. And even though she gets revenge. You know, because like, oh, would it be cool if she like survived that and had a happy life and whatever? But you made the point of like, that's that's not kind. There's no impact in. That. I mean, there is, but it's not the same no. as like. No, it wouldn't have the same statement. Yeah. That that the reason why it's such an excellent film mm. as opposed to a really good film mm. is that ending, that it ends in this bold statement, and I think often with victims. If you don't meet them in a film, like in the film, she talks a lot about Nina, her friend, but you never meet Nina. No, and you so don't see a she hasn't. Yeah. No, so she, and I think that's intentional because yeah. she has kind of a presence, but not really in the film. Mm. And I think that's what happens if someone's passed away. You, you they're kind of ephemeral, right? Like you yeah. don't, re, you're not really on their side. But Cassie's character, she's so smart. She's so funny. She's so cynical mm. and great. You're on her side the whole time. You're angry when she's angry. You kind of like are like cheering when she's doing this, like just really getting blokes to really examine themselves. And she's so witty and clever. Mm. And also there are moments where your heart breaks for her yeah. and she's just broken. And so she's this larger-than-life character to you. And so for her to just be snuffed out in a minute and then you never see her again in yeah. the show, I think really does something. I think it really then makes you re-examine the character of Nina and what a huge character she must have been, mm. which is something that Cassie explains in that final scene but just yeah. before she's murdered, just what a, a way tour she de force describes her, yeah. she was. Yeah. And I think that does And that might not even mean her. Sorry, I just cut you off then. But like that's her at least how she perceived her as like, you know what I mean? It's like this is how I saw her and you, you know, and you took this away, you know, from from all of us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah. So I, I and I agree. I think that's why it had to end in that way. Yeah. And it was it's a bold, really 
excellent way. Like it's so surprising and unexpected and disturbing and then you just it just leaves you thinking for so long. You know, mm. we're still talking about it. We saw it two weeks ago or a week ago or whatever. Um, and so I just I highly recommend everyone going to see it. And this is what happens when you have women and people of diverse backgrounds making content that makes you think and is different and isn't all from the same perspective. Well, I hate thinking about things. <laughs> well, because it just speaks to a different experience, yeah. you know, which I think is just so it ends up being not just like watching something because it's from a different perspective, which is boring. Who wants to do that? Because it actually creates really edgy, different, yeah. fresh, exciting film and TV and books. And, you know, if you're only reading and watching stuff from the one lens, it just ends up being tired. Yeah. You know, at a certain point. Yeah. Not and there's that- also nothing wrong with like watching stuff you like. Obviously. Absolutely like, yeah. not. But like, Absolutely yeah. not. It's just it's just all it's adding to into it. This expanded right. little whatever thing. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, we should uh, we should wrap this up. We should. Well, uh, this has been a very strange suggestible. I feel I feel like it's been a weird episode. Anyway. Well, I like it. Do you? Okay, good. Oh, no, it's good because I want to talk about it. So, like, it's good to talk more about it. And look, I know sometimes people enjoy us talking about it. They might even shoot us a a review on uh, an app. Do it in app. You can give it five stars if you want. That's totally up to you. But Runecker says, I can't imagine a more successful podcast. Sincere and fun recommendations and hilarious banter between two great people. Always a fun time. And this is from XXX underscore Currymeister underscore XXX. says, beautiful. I love these guys. So that helps us get out there, I think, probably, doesn't it? Correct. Do you it any, does, do you Gmails you can tell us about today, Claire. I certainly do, James. I certainly do. Well, let's so talk about I'm going to bring the mood up because this episode has been a real downer. What, what? And frankly, I had lots of fun stuff to talk about and let it be known that you hijacked this episode. No, I didn't. <laughs> you want to talk about Promising Young Woman. I did too. Anyway, we got an email. <laughs> and you. if you want to send an email, send it to suggestiblepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you with your recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is from our lovely friend Kieran of the Steph and Kieran couple, who we love to chat I to at every Kieran event. Kieran and Steph. I know they're excellent. They are. Um, and Kieran says, "Hi, Claire and James. Just listening to the best suggestibles of 2020 part two, and I had to send an email about my lawnmower." <laughs> At the beginning of 2020, we bought a Ryobi battery lawnmower, brushless 36B, and it freaking rules. I, too, like James, hated mowing the lawn prior to this mower. They are noisy, smell bad, take up heaps of space, and are generally just shit. This one, however, is super light. It's pretty quick, quiet. Comparatively, it is silent. You don't need to buy fuel, and you don't have to use a ripcord to start it. It's amazing. Along with the whippersnipper, I can get our house done during my work from home lunch break and still have time to make lunch. In other news, we are moving to Brisbane Oh no! in early Feb. So wish us luck. And if you ever need anything from up north or are unsure if it's worth doing something up there for the podcast, think of us and come. Lots of love, Kieran and Steph. I would love that. I like Kieran and Steph. Oh, they're awesome. I could real life hang out with them. You, yes, me too. They're brilliant. Mm. And uh, I actually think. Just to clarify, not everybody, not all the listeners I would real life hang out with. <laughs> but I genuinely would hang out I with I would hang two. out with every single one. No, you um, sound real Nick Mason. He does that pandering shit, but it's clearly <laughs> not true. All right. Well, here's the thing, Kieran, out there. You know, listeners of the show will know just how much James hates mowing the lawn. 
fucking hate we it. We have a Ryobi battery lawnmower. We do. And James still hates mowing the lawn. I think you just don't know how bad it is with a cord one. No, I've, had no, one at I've my house. done that. I've done all of that. The, this one is clearly better, but the problem is I let it grow too long and then when I go to do it, it's just like hacking. I just got to do it every two weeks and I don't. Again, we should just... <laughs> Get a gardener. <laughs> we'll just get some more Patreon money or big sandwich money and we'll put it towards <laughs> a separate fund. We can't. You spend a lot of money on cereal. <laughs> That's true. I got so much cereal covered. Oh, you my don't even God, know. guys. We're going to be broke. We're going to have to sell our house because <laughs> James keeps buying Magic Spoon cereal from the United because States of America. Because you can't just America. ship it here. You got, I got to ship it via a U.S. postal service called uh, like and the Stackery. Let me tell you, it tastes like garbage. That's nah, good, man. You basically bought... Cardboard, a box full of car- little discs of cardboard. Low calorie. And you spent like 60 bucks on Low it. Low carb, where it's at, get among food. it. Not a sponsor. Would definitely would be open to sponsorship 100%. <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> they listening. They do sponsor podcasts, actually. Yeah, they do. I want some, some of they that. Certainly magic do. They always sponsor uh, Pod Save America, one of my potos that I got real into again just before Biden was. Uh, put in the White House, which we are very excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful excited. about his uh, climate. No, his yeah, climate no, policy, that, that his insane. climate agenda is so bold and so yeah. brave. And I don't know if he's going to get all of it through, if any of it through. But I think it's, well, it's precisely it better because I don't want needs. our kids to die. So do it. Look, Biden. that's always a goal of mine. Me too. What's, the, what's, what's another letter or is that the letters for this week? That's the letters for this week. I love week. that. It's good, always good We've to hear We've really from extended this episode. Yeah, we wow, have. Wow, way too All right, much. Uh, next week we'll be back with uh, a regular list episode. Ooh, I've got pretty grim stuff here. I've got, I've got so many fun things and you've just – you just hijacked it. and yeah, What are you about. talking about? We, we, we decided we were going to talk about this. Yeah, I know, but we talked about it for way too long. Okay, I fine. Have wrapped it Collins up. can cut it down to six minutes, <laughs> this six-minute episode. All right, thanks for listening, guys, though. We Thank appreciate you. it. Hope and as you're we doing all, all right We, we always, yes, that's right. As I always say here every week, what do we say? We say, James sucks. James sucks. <laughs> Hashtag James sucks. <laughs> See you guys. You don't really. No, I do. I think you're great. Nah. All right. Till next time. Goodbye. We be trustful, bud. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.